From Tenby to Tears Cross for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. I'm Charlie James and here's the latest for Pembrokeshire. 260 new cases of the coronavirus have been recorded in the Heweldar Health Board area, according to yesterday's figures. Public Health Wales data showed there were 158 new cases in Carmarthenshire, 53 in Pembrokeshire and 28 in Ceredigion since the last report. In Pembrokeshire, 73.8% have received their first dose of the vaccine and 69.3% with their second dose. Carew Castle was the sunshine setting for Sandy Bear Children's Bereavement Charity's first public event since the beginning of the pandemic. The castle was generously donated as a venue for the Family Fun Day event, which happened on August 29th, and a successful day was thoroughly enjoyed by families of Sandy Bear and members of the public. The day aimed to raise the profile of the Children's Bereavement Charity, as well as trying to raise vital funds for children's resources. Children, families and young people were able to take part in various Various craft activities in the marquee donated by Valero whilst meeting the staff and volunteers of the charity. Pembrokeshire's Emergency Services and St John Ambulance Service attended the day to help educate the guests about their fantastic work that they do within the county. The charity coordinator, Hannah Underwood, said, I'm really pleased with how the event went. This was the first ever fundraising event I have organised and it was great to see the smiles on everyone's faces. I would like to say a huge thank you to those who donated and who we worked with on the day. Transport for Wales is asking the public to take part in a survey that will help future transport planning following the COVID pandemic. The new survey covers a number of different aspects of public transport that have been impacted, including people's travel patterns, their future plans and how they would like to purchase and use tickets. As the TFW continue with their plans to transform transport across their network, they want to engage with the people they serve, gain insight and provide them with a platform where their thoughts can be heard, shared and acted on. This will help TFW shape their major public transport schemes, including the modernisation of the Wales and Borders Rail Network and the three-quarters of a billion-pound transformation of the South Wales Metro. Michael Davies, TFW's Insight and Innovation Manager, said the world has changed dramatically as a result of the pandemic. The way we go about our daily lives, work, shop, travel and socialise has been affected by restrictions over the past 16 months. In Wales, public transport and in particular rail travel has been hit by an unprecedented drop in passenger numbers. We're now looking at the future of rail travel and would like to understand a bit more about how you're travelling now and might be in the near future. We're keen to understand which mode of transport you use for different purposes. To complete the survey, you can go online to www.smartsurvey.co.uk forward slash s forward slash q-a-n-j-k-i. Plans for a lorry park in Pembroke Dock are back before councillors next week and it is still recommended for approval by officers. A number of objections were made when Certus Energy UK Limited's application of a HGV tanker park welfare facility and associated infrastructure on Criterion Way came before Pembrokeshire's planning committee last month. A decision was deferred until councillors could take a site visit which was due to have been held on September 1st. If approved, there would be space for 17 HGV oil tankers and 18 car parking spaces along with a staff welfare building. A recommendation to allow delegated power to be granted to the Chief Planning Officer David Popplewell to approve the application following the resolution of ecological matters and subject to conditions is included in the report to committee on September 7th. I'm Charlie James and that's the latest for Pembrokeshire. Easy come and easy go and it wouldn't so 
Anytime I bleed, you let me go. Yeah, anytime I feel, you got me. No, anytime I see, you let me know. But the plan and see, just let me go. I'm on my knees when I'm begging, 'cause I don't wanna lose you. Monday evening, it's Pure West Radio across Pembrokeshire. I'm Ben Stone and welcome to Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. We're live on Facebook between 8 and 9 and we have got loads coming up on a bumper edition of the show that brings you all the latest sporting news from Pembrokeshire and beyond. Well, once again, a very good evening. You're very welcome to Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. More at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. I'm Ben Stone. With me again, as always, on a Monday, Fraser Watson, Gordon Thomas and Bill Kahn. Plenty coming up on the show. After eight, we're going to talk to a 15-year-old from the county who's been given a key role in the three-a-side wheelchair basketball. You may have seen the event at the Paralympics. Libby Phillips will be our guest. Also talking cricket with Rich. Richard Howell, as another season comes to an end in Pembrokeshire, will be looking back on a hugely successful Ken Morris Cup competition. And in the first hour, reaction to a victory for Haverford West County. We'll be hearing from their management team of Wayne Jones and Gary Richards. We'll hear from a former Haverford West man, Chris O'Sullivan, who will speak to Bill Kahn about his new role at Carmarthen Town. Brian Morris looking back on an interesting playing career with Goodick United. And Stacks Moore coming up in this first hour of the show right here for a Monday evening on Pure West Radio. If I'm going out on my new paddleboard, the last thing I'm taking is my phone, right? Buoyancy aid, fine, but mobile? My whole life's on that phone. Why would I risk losing it in the... Coast Guard, help! Okay, help's on its way. Grab my hand! Phone in a waterproof pouch. It's the first thing I pack now. In an emergency at the coast, call 999 and ask for the Coast Guard. And please, respect the water. Oh, Loch Farm Ice Cream. 
handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free-range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional banana, blackberry, chocolate, coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the Riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Loch Myler Farm Ice Cream. Follow Pure West Radio on Facebook. Wait a second. Search for Pure West Radio. And it's Ben keeping you company. There were plenty of goals in Division 1 on the opening Saturday of the Pembrokeshire Football League season. Fishguard Sports 2, Penna Robbins 1, Goodick 5, Hundleton 0, Haken 2, Carew 2, Moncton Swifts 0, Merlins Bridge 5, Narbuth 1, Nayland 2 and St Ishmael's 0, Clarberston Road 3. We'll go through all of the results in the second hour of the show right here on Pure West Radio. But Haverford West County had a really good win. They racked in six goals in their cup victory on Saturday and Bill Kahn was at the Oggy Bridge Meadow Stadium. 
Hamburg West County have played against Brecon Corries today from the fourth tier of Welsh football. Come away with a very convincing 6-0 win. I'm sure Wayne Jones and Gary Richards, who I'm delighted to talk to for the first time, not Wayne, he's on you too often, uh, 6-0 win. Wayne, you must be chuffed with that. Yeah, really pleased to be fair, Bill. You know, um, obviously on the back of... Uh, not winning this season in terms of the league campaign is important that you know we took our mm. chances and you know we've done that today. Um, pleasure to see that you know six of our offensive players scored really. Yeah, so, and, and it's worth saying you know it's easy to to forget that some side of Britain Ferry and Ammonford last lost last night. They're banana skins. It's easy to lose these sides, isn't it? It is. You know, I've, I've witnessed that and experienced it in the past. But I thought today, you know, we were very professional in how we done things, controlled the game from the off. With all due respect to Breck, and I think uh, our tempo of the ball was too high for them. Um, and you know maybe another day could have been double figures but look that's me being greedy but you know the keeper to be fair has pulled off four or five very good saves yeah. as well oh, yeah, right. and From full credit minute. to him yeah. you know Gary it's lovely to have you for a chat first time welcome to Pure West Radio what did you think of the game today please yeah we were first of all it was important we got the win and we're, we're in the hat for the next round but we said before the game to the players that the attitude and the yeah, work ethic had to that. be right yeah. uh, and to be fair to them it was and they got what they deserved you settled in, you, you know, I know you're keen to come here and you'll do a good job, but pleased with your response you've had here? Yeah, I am. There's a lot of good people around the yeah, place. Yeah, it's smashing uh, place. It's and, smashing. and when Wayne asked me to come, uh, I jumped at it. Mm. Uh, I wanted to stay involved in senior football, so the opportunity, you know, it was a, it was a no-brainer for me. Good. It's nice that you're obviously a contrast, because by God, he can shout during a match, I wear your plugs. But you're the quiet sort, he does a shout, and you do the background stuff. Oh, yeah? I've had my days when, I, when I've been <laughs> shouting, yeah, but oh. I've, I've calmed down a lot, so I yeah. think... I think what Wayne wants from me is good support uh, yeah. and, and just be able to see things perhaps uh, from a different perspective and, and give him things to talk, you know, yeah. to think about this all. Well, i got to say, you too young to remember, Wayne remember, but I see you boys as the Cliff and Peter Taylor, see? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to Brian Cliff. Wayne, I mean, when you look at it now, you've got your squad, you've got Dan Williams back, which is another boost. You, you pleased with the, the sort of makeup of the squad? Or are you still looking? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, no, obviously, you know, we're in talks with one or two players who are out of contract who can sign with us on free agent terms but yeah I mean obviously we're minus Curtis Reese today and Kyle Patton two other additions to come in so you know with Torrey coming in as well he offers us different options yeah definitely you know and that's pleasing so I think you know slowly but surely we're improving by the game and by the weekend and to be fair the lads are training they're taking on board the information Gary and myself are giving to them and I think it's you know we're starting to see in how we want to play we're starting to see patterns of that yeah, I mean, Guy, you've come in last year. We, whenever we spoke, we were always very sort of just making sure we got it right because he would never say, oh, top seven, top six. It was survival. This year, of course, with the influx <laughs> of new players, more money, obviously, with the cost, you, you're aiming higher than that. How do you see things panning out so, so far? Well, I, I, the games we've played so far, we've, we are in, we've been yeah. in them. And definitely deserved more from the games yeah. but you know we know what football's like yeah. you, you've got to go that sometimes that extra mile yeah. just to get what you deserved and you know the truth is that we haven't picked up as, as many points as no. we should have so it's making sure now that we keep things going and make sure that at times we have to defend for 94 minutes Aye, yeah. uh, and then and then I'm sure that results return for us because whenever I was sort of logging in to find out the score with Barry Town away um, not, my missus wouldn't give me a, a permit to go up there you know you boys were playing well and it's just as you say making sure you don't give away late goals soft late goals as well oh I think when you play as well as we did at Barry you yeah. want you want three points but there's also ugly games I think we need to uh, to make sure that we get points from as well. Yeah, good. We leave you have the last word as usual. Always you love the South Car. Today's great, lovely day. Fantastic pitch. Good performance. Looking ahead now. Next week, week after big challenges. Yeah, you know we travel to Bala next week, followed by Flint who are in form at home, Aye, followed by Conorsky, the champions yeah. at home. So it doesn't get any easier. Um, you know, it's about us preparing what we're good at. You know, using our strengths and hopefully, you know, if we prepare well and and, and the players taking the information we give them this week. You know, we'll train hard, we'll detail it, 
and then it's over to them then really mm-hmm. listen as always it's lovely to talk to you and you Thank thanks you. for coming on for the first time I hope there'll be lots more times and all I can say is good luck for next week thanks boys thanks Bill Thank Thank you. You. Wayne Jones and Gary Richards the Haverford West County management team talking to Bill Kahn the Oggy Bridge Meadow Stadium after their bumper win in the cup on Saturday well done to the Bluebirds we're proud supporters of course here on Pure West Radio it is Monday evening and the cricket season has come to an end in Pembrokeshire but we of course are still following some of the stories as the season wraps up and Fraser Watson's been speaking to the skipper of Pembroke Dock Scott Griffiths to reflect on their campaign. Well, Pembroke Dock will be back in Division 1 next season after 60-odd years. And in fact, when they were last in the top flight, they were known as Britannia. So they'll be there for the first time in this current guise. I'm delighted now to be joined on the show by their captain this year, Scott Griffiths. Scott, firstly, congratulations. You've got a very good start this season. You've been in the mix all year. And in the end, you went to care and you got over the line. How does it feel? Uh, yeah, boys have been outstanding all year. Training's been good. As you say, we were secure. We got over the line in the end. We lost in care, obviously, but thankfully Lang did us a favour and we got there. But uh, yeah, delighted. Can't wait for next season already now. And, you know, I mentioned you started well there. You were actually top of the table for much of the season. And then you hit that rough patch, didn't you, where you had those three straight defeats. Were you worried then the wheels were coming off? To be honest, we we went to Burton, lost the first game. We scored. We, we didn't bat well enough. We didn't put enough runs on the board. But we bowled. We bowled and fielded quite well. Langham, we lost to Langham, but like they're, they're a class act, you know, they, they, they could have batted all day, I think. They could have put any score on the board. And then Herbie, we didn't play very well against Herbie, but yeah, it is what it is. We, I, was a bit, I was a bit concerned, but then we went to Hock, I think we both went out for 50-odd, and, you know, we got back on the, got back on the train, so to speak, like so. And then from then on in, we were really good then until the end of the season, really, until that last game. Scott, it was only three league seasons ago or four years with the, obviously the, the gap with Covid however you want to put it where the Dock were a Division 3 side obviously and you went up that year promoted a second I believe behind Kerry was second so what, what's been the difference what's allowed you to, to move through the divisions in those last couple of years um, I mean this year I suppose the, our biggest factor this year I would say is availability more than anything else we've, sure. had, we've had a solid we've had a solid 8-9 available every week it hasn't changed in years gone by, we've been having it where the top five were changed week to week, whereas our top five this year has been pretty much the same five all year. You know, The order's changed a little bit from game to game, but it's the same five have been there pretty much every week. Sure. Um, and the crucial question now, mate, are you confident you can compete in Division 1? To be honest, it's, what's it called? it's just nice to be there. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, we've got to go. I think we, need, we might need one or two additions, but, I mean, yeah, why not? Just go and give it a go, you know. I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be a lot of teams will be looking forward to coming to the dock next year to play on that track. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Well, there will be teams looking forward to it and there'll be two teams looking forward to next Sunday, actually, isn't it? Because I want to move on to something else now. The cricket season isn't actually over for you, believe it or not. You've no. got the uh, the Helen Griffiths Memorial match on Sunday, which in memory of your mother and obviously a, match, a poignant match for you and a, a cause close to your heart. So just tell us a bit about the occasion that's going to be on Sunday and why it's been put back to this date. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's a, it's a Pembroke Dock All-Stars game. A Pembroke Dock 11 against an All-Stars 11. It's basically just, I think we've got a... Ladies 2020, I think, starts about 11 o'clock. And then we've got um, the Pembroke Dock 11 against an All-Stars 11 at, I think it's about 1 o'clock, I think it starts. Yeah. Um, it's just what's going on. Yeah, we started it last year. Dave McDavid was the one who really sort of pushed it. He organised it all. And he, um, we also called, named it after my uh, my late mother, the, the Helen Griffith Shield. So um, it's just, and we was called last year, we did it to raise money for NHS charities. Whereas this year now will be more towards mental health and the fund for one of our players, Callum Jones, who, who had a tragic, well, a tragic, a uh, freak accident. He's been left uh, paralysed, so it's, all, all the proceeds will go towards that. And that. That's, of course, harrowing situation, a great cause as well. And obviously, it's a poignant day for the reasons you just outlined there. But in another respect, a nice way to finish the season, maybe. You can reflect on being promoted, being back in Division 1, and a bit of fun game with no pressure then to finish off. I say that. You'll be competitive when you're out there. I know you all will. But, um, but you know, a more of a relaxed way to round off the season, maybe. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a, it was, we had it last year. It was a really good day. Uh, I think we raised over like two and a half grand, I think. So hopefully we can get anywhere near that sustain this year. It'll be, it'll be a great way to finish the season, you know. Excellent. Um, uh, well, thank you. Yeah, for your- really looking forward to it.
Good. Well, thank you for your time, Scott. Hope you have a good day on Sunday and well done again. Great achievement for the doc. Marvellous. Cheers, Fraser. Thank you, Scott. Good stuff. Fraser Watson there with Scott Griffiths, who is the uh, skipper of Pembroke Dock Cricket Club. They had a really good promotion season. On the way next, we're going to hear from Chris O'Sullivan, heavily linked, of course, and connected with Haverford West County. He's just taken a new coaching role with Carmarthen Town and he's been speaking to Bill Kahn. We'll hear that interview after Sophie Ellis-Bexter on Pure West Radio. It's murder on the dance floor You better not kill the groom DJ, gonna burn this goddamn house right down Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know About you Monday evening on Pure West Radio, Sophie Ellis-Bexter and Murder on the Dance Floor. I'm Ben Stone, it's Pure West Sport and Bill Kahn has been busy catching up with someone from Pembrokeshire who is involved with a number of different sporting activities. The last time I spoke to Chris O'Sullivan about his sporting involvement, he was eagerly anticipating the start again of his fantastic facility in the S7 gym. Now I'm delighted to say Chris isn't only being busy with that in his inimitable style and making everyone welcome there, but he's also taking on another challenge. Chris, sometimes I think you're mad, sometimes I think you're even duller than I am, but tell us what you've been doing now. Yeah, it's a new challenge that has um, come to the forefront, Bill. I had the option of being approached by Carmarthen Town Football Club and becoming the first team coach there. 
a new challenge with more workload and, and a lot more stress. Yeah. So I thought I had it all covered, but definitely didn't because I've taken on this now again. But football's in your blood. I mean, one of the things, you, you know, when you were playing, you were 100%. When you were managing it at, at Hanford West County, uh, you were 100%. And that's how it's going to be with this. So tell us how we came about then. Yeah, for sure. Uh, everything that I, I look at doing, I assess it first. And if I can't commit 100%, then I, then I need to leave it yeah. alone. Yeah, obviously the vacancy came up um, with Command and Town Football Club. And a good friend of mine, Sean Cresser, got appointed first team manager. And then there was a case of he needed to uh, bring on people that he can trust. So it's myself and Mark Hazelwood, former Welsh international, um, that have come on board with him to um, to fulfil the, the management roles there. So tell us what your role entails. Is it a big t- commitment in terms of time? Yeah, it's 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 a full commitment, the same as what it was with the Halfless County, training midweek, playing on home and away on, on weekends, um, getting the boys to keep their fitness levels up um, throughout the, the week as well when we're not in training, managing that side of it as well. So yeah, it's it's full tilt and, and it's full steam ahead. Mm. So how are things going at the moment? Have you, you started off now, you're into the season just about. Are you pleased with the way it started? Yeah, it was a tough start, Bill. We, we took training on the Thursday, first um, session, two days before the first league game. So we, we've inherited in a squad that we weren't too sure of what everybody was about but it's starting to settle now a little bit and it's a lot of hard work behind the scenes going on and on and off the pitch but um, it's something that is a, it's a challenge and we look forward to hitting head on i got to ask you you know you've recruited a couple of boys from Pembrokeshire, some very talented young players and inevitably there's going to be criticism from certain people in certain clubs who'll be saying he's taking people out of Pembrokeshire, they should stay here how do you respond to that yeah and, and I, I totally get the scenario where people are frustrated if I'm approaching um, X, Y and Z players to who I think can make the step up to that level but I think I do it the right way I, I approach the managers first I have a discussion with the managers uh, for instance Goodick United Wayne O'Sullivan Scott Davis Haken I um, I speak to them first hand I tell them who I'm interested in and then um, I pick the phone up and speak to the players mm. now for me I think it's a case of I'm offering a player to be able to play at a higher level and just give them that opportunity and, and hopefully they go on to make a little bit of money out of it and, and play as high as they possibly can. Yeah, because until such time as Kamal and get back into the Premier, you are the step in stone in one way to the Welsh Premier, the JD Cymru Premier. So, you know, it does give people a chance there. And it also, when they're travelling around South Wales, I suppose it gives them a chance to demonstrate their skills like it happened to Mark Delaney all, all those years ago. Yeah, for sure. And I just feel like me as a person, and I, I hope everybody's got the same like hunger and desire, whereas you should always play as high as you possibly can. Um, you can always drop back down one day, but mm. as long as you're doing it right with your clubs, if you're leaving there, give them and show them the respect that they deserve. And I think the door will always be kept open for them players to go back. So the message, I suppose, Chris, is if there's anyone else who thinks they're good enough, you'd be prepared to listen. 100%. You're not going to say no. no. And... and Clubs in Pembrokeshire have to accept that it is a stepping stone system. Yeah, for sure. And I think any manager should never stop a player trying to play at a higher level. But at the same time, I understand that they've got to try and keep the best squad and uh, best players available. But um, that individual's got to have the hunger and desire to go and play at a high level if they're capable of doing so. But it's not for everybody. But I think it will be an injustice to myself of a Pembrokeshire boy who is able to give people stepping tones to higher levels mm. and I don't give it to them, then I feel like I'll be criticised on that then as well. So, again, it's just for me, I'm just opening doors for players to be able to earn a little bit of money out of the game and to put them in, um, themselves in the shop window. I don't want to keep you too long, so very quickly, one last question. All managers get asked the same question. Come on, what's your target for the year then? What, what are you aiming for? Uh, to build a, a good, fit squad, finish least mid-table and above with a view of pushing for promotion next season I like that short and sweet Chris it's lovely to talk to you as usual and I look forward to talking to you again soon thanks very much thanks Bill great stuff from Pure West Radio's Bill Kahn speaking there to Chris O'Sullivan it was a busy weekend in Pembrokeshire the football season was back rugby was also back on in the county and that meant Pure West Sports Gordon Thomas was taking in some action 
I'm down in uh, Halford West RFC in Millions Bridge today where Halford West are taking on Cardigan in the bowl. They've had quite a comprehensive win. And I'm talking to uh, coach and player, um, Matthew. player. <laughs> Not player, yeah. Matthew. Uh, what an excellent uh, performance. You must be happy with today's performance, yeah. Matthew. I know it was a little bit scrappy in past, but overall it's a good win today. I thought the boys have done well. Yeah, the most important thing today was to get the win. And like you said, it was scrappy in parts, but we're building every week now. So we know where the errors we made today and possibly tweak them next week. And then the week after, so we got St. David's, then Langham. So that'll be an opportunity to see some of the younger boys in action as well. But on the whole, a lot of positives to take out of it. Yeah, we've had 16 months or more of no rugby at all. It's lovely to be here, down here today watching a game of rugby with a decent crowd. It's uh, attracting a lot of uh, interest down here at the moment, Matthew. Yeah, it's a good buzz at the moment. Trigger took us under 12s here today, so they warmed up on the pitch, and that's what it's all about now, trying to implement the juniors on match day. Yeah. So if they can get a couple of fixtures against op opposing sides as well when we have home games, that's just going to benefit us in the future. So the juniors aspire to be like the first team. Yeah. And that's what it's about because even though we're in the lower standard competition at the moment, if the boys that we got here stay, there's no reason why we can't push for Division 2 when the competition comes back now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was quite encouraged with the front five today. They scrummaged brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, really, we're pushing uh, the cardigan pack. Even in my days, I never saw a cardigan pack go backwards, but I, I was quite impressed with the, the front five today. Yeah, the front five are brilliant. you got, obviously, in the front row, you've got Terry, you've got Zambas, you've got Yian, who's just coming through, and Dan, who are new players to the team and they've just gelled into the squad straight away and then obviously got two lumps with Clancy and Bushy yeah. and they're learning every time Bushy's maturing as a player which is good to see uh, a couple of seasons ago he's probably guilty of lipping the ref all the time but he's a bit tight-lipped now so yeah. like like I said the front five you can't fault them that's probably our strongest part yeah and then obviously backs then we've got a good, good little backline coming together now yeah. as well so there's a lot of experience in your backline you've got Lee Summons yeah. Maggie Jones you've got yourself who's got loads of experience there's Josh Thomas has come back as yeah. well and also you've got two good uh, wingers. wingers as Jackie well Jackie Ebbs he's old before his time Jack Ebbs brilliant little winger yeah. knows what lines to run and then you've obviously got Candler that have played at a higher level All, for him now it's just getting fit yeah. and once he gets fit then like you said we've got a good back line there yeah. who are we looking at uh, playing next uh, so Matthew we're in play, this competition uh, St David's next Saturday then Slangham away and I think we've got Nayland then. Yeah. And then after that's finished, we hope to get a friendly against Milford. Okay. So Test ourselves again. It's all looking good uh, for the, over the next few weeks. Yeah. You're looking sharper as They're well. Away. Week by week, They're Matthew. Away. Thank you for talking Thanks, to me. Thanks, And uh, we'll speak again during the, uh, yeah. the course of the season. Lovely job. Well, well played. Thank you, mate. Cheers, Gordon. Great stuff. That's Matthew John speaking to Pure West Radio's Gordon Thomas after their 38-14 win on the opening day. We'll have a look at some more of the top stories from the world of Pembrokeshire rugby after the opening round of matches. We're live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page after eight this evening. Wherever you're driving to this summer, how long do we get there? You need the perfect in-car soundtrack. Are we there yet? So take all your favourite digital radio stations and podcasts with you on the road, and don't miss a thing this summer. It's easy to connect your smartphone to your car stereo via Bluetooth or aux in to listen on your favourite station app or radio app. Find out more at getdigitalradio.com. Love Radio. Go digital. Castle Hot Tubs, a Wales' largest multi-award winning wellness company based right here in Pembrokeshire. Offering luxury hot tubs and swim spas to suit every need and budget. Check out their Pembrokeshire range of hot tubs inspired by the beautiful beaches and coastline of our county at castlehottubs.co.uk. A warm welcome awaits at the new showroom on Vine Road in Johnston. Want to win a hot tub for a week? Tune into Pure West Radio every weekday morning at 10.45 and play Where's the Hot Tub for your chance to win. Castle Hot Tubs, the friendly company. Big enough to cope, small enough to care. Job Finder on Pure West Radio. If you've got staffing issues, we can help. Get the staff you deserve to help your business succeed. The Pure West Radio Job Finder. Pembrokeshire College has an exciting opportunity for a work-based learning contract and compliance manager to manage the work-based learning management information team. For more information... 
or to apply, please visit purewestradio.com forward slash job finder. The Pure West Radio Job Finder. If you've got a vacancy for your business, we can help you fill it. Check out the website purewestradio.com or get in touch on 01437 764455. The Pure West Radio Job Finder. This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. Thinking about your love. Yeah, I, I, I. Sometimes and you can get discouraged When it seems as though our working lives Are keeping us apart Put your trust in me Baby, don't you worry And it won't be long now So we must be strong There was times I knew I let you down so badly I never knew then what losing your love would I'll give it to you gladly Cause you're part of me now And you must believe that If you're hurt, I'm hurting too And I'm thinking about your love If you need someone to care I'll be there You should know I'll never change Cause I'm thinking about your love Tonight, today Monday evening, it's Pure West Radio across Pembrokeshire. I'm Ben Stone on Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. More at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. And we had football and rugby back in Pembrokeshire over the weekend. We've already heard one interview that Gordon Thomas did for us on Saturday from Haverford West. He was also out and about in Nayland as well, catching up on the opening Saturday of the season. I'm down Pillar Park this afternoon when Nayland are taking on Langham in uh, the first game of the season. And I have uh, two Nayland coaches, Stephen Evans and uh, Graham Richards, better known as Gaga. We're, we're looking forward to the first game against Langham, boys. Uh, how do you think you do? Well, the, one of the major benefits we've had today is getting a side on the, on the pitch after a stressful couple of weeks. And uh, if everybody goes out and enjoys it, I think we've achieved uh, our objective. But uh, it'd be even better when we get a win and 
I feel quite confident that we can get a win here today. You were saying you were struggling for numbers when I was talking to you in the yeah. cricket, Steve. Uh, you can come in on this as well, Graham. Um, but it, it looks as though you've got a good squad out today, to be honest with you. Yeah, so, a few uh, boys come out the woodwork and uh, I think they've realised the rugby season is actually starting again in a cag. Yeah, we've got quite a few you know, boys been playing cricket and and with the success of the cricket this year and also boys playing for Burton and Burton right in the... You know, second division title until the end as well, yeah. and you know, with COVID and and all those things, it's been pretty hard because you know we're limited in numbers anyway. But yeah. but like Steve said, when push came to shove, and we were selecting for today, you know, a lot of the older guys came out of the woodwork a little bit. So and I think the thing as well is, is you know, we've got to remember it's probably 18 months before Not some far, of these since yeah. these guys have played yeah. and we were so young 18 months ago now some of these young guys are men you know and, yeah, uh, yeah. and you can just see yeah. them, you know yeah. I, I, yeah. you know the few kilos on there <laughs> good uh, I think we've all put on a few kilos as well yeah. Steve but no all jokes aside it's important to get the rugby scene going again it's been a long time as you just said uh, I think once the game starts going now I think we'll see uh, a difference in uh, the standard of play yeah. as well yeah yeah. yeah, I think it'll get better. Like you said, the, the more you play, the better you get as well, isn't it? Yeah. And obviously, there's some new rules as well, which are going to be quite uh, interesting. Interesting, you to know, see. to see which what, way. What are the new rules? Greg? Can you explain well, a little bit of uh, what's going on? I think on? The, bit, the biggest one is there's going to be less scrums in the game, which many will say will suit us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you know, there's only scrums at this stage for knock-ons at, yeah. this, at this level. Yeah. Um, everything else is a free kick, and uh, but a static free kick, you can't just tap and go yeah. you've got to get back 10 metres yeah. drop out yeah. from under the posts for um, held up over the line right um, so it's sort of punishing the teams with good scrums to be honest with you do you know yeah. what I mean you know, um, yeah. but we'll yeah. see how it goes it is what it is and uh, yeah. um, you know there's, there's a few other things as well technical things which I don't think is really going to affect the game no. at this level no no. so uh, this afternoon you're hoping to get a W can I say that before well, if the we game if we don't turn up wanting that there's something wrong with us good yeah. you know, let's yeah. get at them and let's get stuck into them yeah. we want to play a bit of rugby yeah. you know? that's, yeah. what, that's what we've become sort of uh, get a smile going on yeah. 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 famous yeah. for over the last couple yeah. of seasons and we just want to get back to that again well, and we have got a few boys who haven't, didn't play the last time we played yeah. who are back playing so yeah. backs mainly well the new rules are conducive to a bit of running in rugby yeah. so hopefully we'll see it getting out to the goes. wings the most yeah role. so hopefully a win come on crossed. blacks let's get who, stuck in yeah who we got <laughs> next week as well then you got Pembroke Dock home what is it a plate competition or it's a bowl like, it's a bowl like a round robin league and, um, and how, many, how many teams are in this six, sort of, six. Uh, and who are they do you know who they all are Nayland uh, Nayland yeah. Pembroke Dock Langham St David's St David's Halford Western Fisher Cardigan. Cardigan oh there we are so you've got a, a good few games to look forward yeah, so to yeah. Quinns are playing St David's today and uh, and Halford West are playing uh, Cardigan I, I did hear a rumour that the WRU are thinking of going back into the league structure in November is oh, there any well, truth in that thing, have I you heard to, anything well, about that I was that? talking to Mark Amy yesterday and I didn't know that until he said that to me because originally it was going to be January yeah So, yeah. which is a good thing if that's the yeah. case would that, mean, some would that mean going back to what it was I, where you I would be so. travelling so, you know, I think so yeah yeah, yeah. So, well, anyway, it's nice talking to you both. Uh, good luck uh, for today and for the rest of the season. No doubt the All Blacks will be there or thereabouts, and I'm sure you'll have a, a decent season. Hopefully and it's just Gordon. nice to be up and running. That's it, that's the main thing. Thank you very much. No Cheers, problem. Mate. Cheers, mate. Pure West Radio's Gordon Thomas speaking there to uh, the Nayland RFC management team, Steve Evans and Graham Richards. More still to come before 8 o'clock. And, of course, we're live on Facebook after 8 as well and you can join us hashtag pure west sports for a monday evening
Monday evening, it's Pure West Radio across Pembrokeshire. I'm Ben Stone on Pure West Sports with G&G Builders. The show will be live this Monday evening on the Facebook page after eight. But Bill Kahn's been out and about for Pure West Sport this week, catching up with someone with a rich Pembrokeshire sporting pedigree. A few weeks ago, I spoke to Brian Morris up in his home in Fishguard about the way things are going for Goodick United. He's chairman there. But it's also worth mentioning, in fact, Brian knows what he's talking about because as well as his work with the club now as chairman, he's also been a a player for as long as almost he can remember, apart from a short stint with Solva and has been a manager there as well. Brian, take us back to the start. I mean, you must have been about 14 or 15 when you first played for Goodick United. Actually, I had one season as a 14-year-old with... Fishgood Sports. Well, that's a crime. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, in the under-18 league, as it was then, because yeah. was, that was the junior right, yeah. under-18. Uh, I broke my ankle and broke my wrist that season. I'm not then, surprised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went back to Goodick then the following season, and then got into the first team. I had a season at Goodick in the first team. I was, at the time, back and forth with Swansea, with trials and things mm. like that, uh, actually playing for Swansea Reserves. But mm-hmm. I hadn't heard anything from them. I signed them for Halford West County. And after I signed for Halford West County, I had a telegram from Swansea uh, asking me to play for the reserves the following Saturday. Crikey. And I said, well, I signed for Halford West because Swansea yeah. reserves used to play in the Welsh League. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I said, what did you do that for? I said, well, I haven't heard anything from you. you know? Yeah. And but I, So when I was with Halford West, there was a lot of Swansea boys in that side then. Mm. And it wasn't the most welcoming of dress rooms, yeah. to be fair. Mm. And I thought, I, I, no, this isn't for me. Back to Goodick? Uh, no, actually, uh, there was. I was having a lift back and forth with a chap called Gwyn Phillips. Oh, I know. He yeah. used to play for play for Fishgood. Yeah. And he started. I saw in the local paper that he'd started coaching Donny Solver, and I, he was giving me a lift home from work every evening. And I said, "Do you mind if I come down and mm-hmm. have a go?" And he said, "Yeah, fine." So I had six years down with Solver with the likes of Nobby Howells. Nobby! <laughs> Nobby Howells, Matthew Raggett, Raggett yeah. uh, Ian Walsh has just yeah, started out in his career yeah. then. And I was captain for three of the six years. You know, it was a great club. So yeah. With the likes of Ken Jenkins, yeah. Walter Smith, Di the Bomb, who's just yeah. unfortunately passed away in the last couple of weeks. That's right. And uh, John Arter. You know, yeah. I mean, they were, really were a friendly club. Yeah. I had... Six six years down uh, six years down there, my mother took over the sports on the sports club in Goodick, um, and I came home. Then you give her that job, are you? To get no, I'd get, no, I, no, I've signed it. But I, I came back to Goodick then. That season, the first season I came back was seventy nine eighty. Um, we were going for the league with uh, the Bridge and Johnson, and we played the, the Bridge last game of the season. Winner takes all, and I scored non goal. <laughs> and uh, oh God, it was oh, yeah. awful, bloody awful. But um, from then we went on. We went. Uh, I went up to London then with my job. So we came back. Eighty-seven played in uh, broke missed the cup final. Eighty-six, eighty-seven when they lost to the Bridge because uh, I broke my foot for the second time in a couple of weeks. And then we won the cup the following year. And then, so your first trophy in Birmingham football, really? yeah, 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 good, yeah. And I remember talking to you back in December '93. Good God, yes. <laughs> and uh, I didn't realize I made such an impact. <laughs> I remember because yeah. I said all I want to do is win the league for Goodick, and we won the league '93-'94 against Moncton, and I scored the winning goal. Oh, so That's you made what, up the own goal. That was it. I could sleep at night. Yeah. So you had a pile of successes. We could spend all day talking about those because it has always been a strong side. Mm-hmm. You went into management then? I give I give Sean O'Connor a hand. And, you know, Sean, Teddy Broke, did a good job. And I used to give Bernie Armstrong a hand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it was, it was great. And we're very fortunate to have, you know, we tend to keep our managers if we can. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. we've had very lucky. We've had... Uh, Sean O'Connor we were with Bernie uh, then we had uh, Nigel yeah. uh, Steve Blackford yeah. lawyer club men no, of course. and now we go away yeah. Yeah. so hopeful hopes for the future are high obviously when you look back in your career what was the best moment? scoring the goal got the league mm. that was obviously I mean Moncton brought five bus loads up 
<laughs> yeah, I, can I know. I mean, it was crazy, mm. you know. But it was great, and uh, you know, I felt that I could uh, wipe the slate clean and for yeah. that own goal against. The I, I bet, yeah. So listen, we could talk forever, but my time is up with you. So thanks for doing that. Perhaps when you've got five minutes, sometime we can come to this lovely house, looking over the bay, and uh, have another talk. Right? Thanks very much. Sure, Setting the scene nicely there. You can just picture that view, can't you? That's Bill Khan speaking to Brian Morris. The news coming up at eight, and then we're live on the Facebook page just before that though uh, Fraser Watson caught up with a football side that got off to a winning start on Saturday in Pembrokeshire well one team to get a winning start in the Pembrokeshire Football League on Saturday with Clarby Road so I'm joined now by one of their coaches Matt Fox and Matt first the obvious question mate what was it like to just be playing a league game playing for points something on the line again yeah it actually felt quite strange to be honest I mean after I mean, the boys have had friendlies, but it doesn't quite hold that competitive edge. We've had some first the second team games, which, whilst they might get a bit competitive, it certainly doesn't match what was yesterday, which was uh, nice to get back to, to, to league football. Comet issues aside, I think it was a great day. And, um, yeah, no, really great to get back going. Yeah, we won't get into Comet issues, so we gather a few clubs had them. <laughs> but tricky, yeah, tricky stuff. It wasn't horrendous. Uh, it was all resolvable. Um, it was just... Yeah, just teething problems. Our end, really, we were okay, but I know, I know a couple of clubs had problems with it. But at the end of the day, that's a small sacrifice for elite football, isn't it? Absolutely, and a tricky start for you on paper, mate, wasn't it? Going down to St Ishmael's, they're newly promoted. They have had a couple of boys was, in. Bit of an unknown it was, quantity. It was, mate. I mean, we didn't really know a great deal about them. We knew that they'd had a bit. We did a bit of work, but they'd had some good, strong pre-season results in the friendlies that they had. But you can never really go on them midweek games. That you don't know who's available for them or who's available for the other teams. So it was, yeah, it was a bit of an unknown quantity, to be honest. It's never a nice uh, place to go. They're always a good side. Obviously, newly newly promoted, so they, they uh, under their watch, they'll be wanting to uh, push up that league and, and certainly consolidate their place in it. So, yeah, and they're really happy to come away from there, really, with a 3-0 win, because at times they, they did put the pressure on us. And, and Clarby, obviously, you know, before COVID, really solidified themselves as a, as a regular club in the first division, hadn't you? Very, you know, safe. You challenged the top at a couple of senior cup finals. What's your outlook for this year, mate? Is it, is it hard to have too many ambitions given that what's gone on this last year, or have you got the target? <laughs> to, to, to be honest, it, we're full of optimism. I mean, it, even pre-COVID, we were struggling, not struggling in, a, in a, that sense, but, you know, we would never really be able to put availability 28 players on the pitch. Uh, and, and yesterday, we were managed to put 28 players out between the two squads, so we had two full squads, quality players. And um, on top of that, then, we had boys not available yesterday, so so definite competition for places. So we've strangely come back stronger out of it, which I know some people fortunately haven't. But, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really good. Really positive. Like, I mean, we've got aspirations to get our second team promoted this year. Uh, and, and sure. certainly do as well as we can at the top end of that league and hopefully a senior cup run to boot. Sure, well, um, as, no, as well as your involvement in Clarbiston Road, you also at Havcrest County as well with the end of 15 side, I believe, there. How's that been going throughout this summer? Yeah, no, again, it's, uh, it, it's nice to get the, the, the games back to being competitive. I mean, it did, it did do a bit of a stop and start at the end of last season. Um, yeah. Unlike the Premier League, we stopped completely for the seniors. The kids did get a, a short... Um, more localised end of last season against Carmarthen and Selassie they made played some round robin games that were competitive fixtures but yeah I think I think the kids would say as well they're just glad to be out back playing and sure. uh, certainly uh, getting back with their club grassroots clubs as well from yesterday morning which was great for them and finally now Matt for you and, and others like you say we're talking now about uh, the Pembroke Football League season about fixtures ahead just touched on the end of 15 does it finally feel for you now that we can look forward again we're back to some kind of normality and, and, and you know perhaps all the apprehension and worry is, is maybe behind us to a degree I, 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 I certainly hope so I mean it's been a tough 80 months for everyone as yeah. we all know and I think it's a case of um, just trying to get back 